This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunner Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, joining you at 8am every single morning, uh, keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer news. Hope you're doing good and well today. Um, thank you to everybody that joined us last night for a, what is, I'm trying to basically make more regular an 8-6 schedule. Um, so morning show at 8, evening show at 6, trying to make it a little bit more consistent in the evening for you. Um, but those that did, thank you. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. And uh, and again, a massive thank you to everyone that's joining us continually throughout the transfer window. The support on the videos has been crazy. Uh, so thank you ever so much for that. Good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Uh, let's scroll up and see who managed to get in here first today. Matt G, good morning to you. Simon, Guna0411, good morning, mate. Chris, Morgie, Tony, Canoe, Sean, Blackshine, good morning, guys. Hope you're doing good. Answer, Brad, Kevin, uh, good morning, uh, AFC West Mids, Kevin, Mike, Jose, Afsar, Stevie, thank you so much, all of you for tuning in and everybody else as well that I can't unfortunately run through all of your names, but good morning. And uh, yeah, I hope you're doing good and well. I've left a poll in the chat box for you guys. I'm hoping um, that is working. I'm hoping that it's worked. If it's not there, um, I'll try and add it again later on. But I definitely did click the create poll button. But for some reason, my YouTube app's going a little bit strange, it seems. But hopefully that's in there. It should have been a poll basically asking you whether or not you think Bakaya Saka would indeed leave Arsenal. Um, if it isn't working, which from the looks of YouTube, I don't think it is. Uh, so I'll just put that in in there. Uh, let's go. Would Saka leave Arsenal? Yes or no? Hopefully that poll goes into the chat box now. There we go. Uh, it should be in there. So fingers crossed you can see that. Lovely stuff indeed. Let's uh, let's start as always um, with the uh, telling you to go and subscribe, of course, to the Arsenal way. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, Chris has returned, which is fantastic and great to see as always. We love it when Chris comes back, gives us some fantastic answers. So do make sure you join us at 10 a.m. weekdays 
to get all the latest Arsenal information as well. Uh, thank you, Half South African, for the donation. Drop a like for all the hard work, gents. Thank you so much. And ladies, of course, that tune in every single day to our shows. Let's go on and let you know about yesterday evening's show with myself, James and Guy. We discussed William Saliba. We talked about Gianluca Scamacca. Plenty more as well. We talked about kind of the deadline in which transfers need to be done by. If you've not already gone and checked that out, it is available on audio platforms as well. Make sure you go and give that a listen. Um, The biggest news yesterday that was confirmed by Arsenal was that there will be a earlier kickoff to Arsenal's pre-season fixtures. We are now less than one month away from the first pre-season game. Yes, less than four weeks until Arsenal are back in action. Fantastic. So happy that finally we can talk about the next Arsenal game. But Arsenal will face Nuremberg in uh, Germany on Friday, the July 8th, 4.30pm. Not sure about whether or not it's going to be streamed. The American Tour, I believe, will be streamed on the Arsenal website. Don't know how this game is going to be viewable, if at all. Um, certainly maybe one that we need to look into. Um, but I'm looking forward to Arsenal getting back to action. And it does bring forward that kind of deadline that we'd set ourselves. If you consider the fact that we want those deals to be done as soon as as soon as possible, get involved with preseason, get involved with the games. If we can get one or two signings in before that July 8th deadline, that would be great to hopefully see them in action. That said, perhaps those that have been playing in the international break won't be playing in this game. Usually what happens is if you've been playing some international football through June, um, as plenty of players have, like Gabriel, like Martinelli, like Takahiro Tomiyasu, Saka, um, they get an extended holiday. So maybe they won't be back for this game, but let's wait and see. Gabriel Jesus, of course, has been playing for Brazil. And so if that is the case where they have their extended holiday, he wouldn't be back in time for this. But uh, We'll talk a little bit more about him in just a second. Aaron Ramsdale was awarded third place in player of the season. Uh, It's yet to be revealed who second and first will be, but Arsenal confirmed that Ramsdale won third place. It's actually the first season in, what, three years? I think that he's not won his club's player of the season award. He won it for Sheffield United when they went down. He won it for Bournemouth when they went down. I think he won it for Wimbledon or Chesterfield, one of those two as well. So uh, he's a very popular figure whenever he joins a club and that seems to be continuing. But third place, he'll have to settle for at Arsenal this time around. But congratulations to him. William Saliba started in France's 1-1 draw of Croatia. I've watched back a fair few clips of the game. He wasn't Uh, at fault for the penalty that Croatia got. And he made a brilliant last-ditch challenge early on in the fixture uh, to keep a shot away from Croatia, taking the lead early on. There was a a couple of moments where I thought he was caught out, offside traps not being followed uh, stringently. But again, a 20-year-old defender, there's going to be a couple of mistakes. So that was, I still think it was a very good performance from Saliba overall, um, arguably a bit better than the short cameo he had uh, in the week, of course, against Denmark. Um, Let's move on to the next story. And uh, a good friend over the Evening Standard, Simon Collings, uh, who I'm hoping to have a chat with on the channel very soon, um, reporting that West Ham has joined Arsenal in the race to try and sign Alexander Zinchenko. Uh, However, Arsenal would have a slight edge as they would be able to offer him a midfield position where perhaps West Ham would be looking more to see him replace the likes of Cresswell, Masuaku in their system. Arsenal's bid will be to try and convince him that this is a place where you can flourish and get more regular football. I'm not sure how they will guarantee that with the amount of midfielders that Arsenal have and with Yuri Tillemans possibly coming in, but he's certainly still a signing that I would love to see the club push for 
this summer. Now, uh, the first kind of breakout reaction to the Scamacca links has occurred. The Sassuolo chief executive, uh, Giovanni Carnavalli, has openly admitted that no formal bid has been made yet for Scamacca, despite those reports from Republica and Gazetta. Uh, he told Sky Sports that there's nothing concrete yet for Skamaka, just some contacts with some clubs. Of course, after playing with the national team, the interest is now growing. I had a great chat uh, yesterday with Siavush Falahi, who writes for Eurosport and focuses specifically on Serie A. He joined me over on the Arsenal way to have a good uh, conversation about Skamaka. Link in the description to the Arsenal way, as always. Um, and he was talking about the idea that 35 million euros is about right you know Sassuolo have a way of always demanding a lot of money for their players as we've seen for the likes of Locatelli etc but in reality they would actually prefer to sell to the Premier League because they know that Italian clubs like we saw with Juventus um, and Locatelli that I've already mentioned they have to kind of uh, usurp certain routes to try and pay for players loans with options these types of things whereas Premier League clubs have the financial clout to be able to come straight in and buy them. So Sassuolo would certainly be open to selling to Arsenal for Skamaka. Uh, we will be doing a tactical breakdown on him this evening. So 6pm tonight, make sure that you've got that alarm set. We'll be doing our Skamaka tactical breakdown tonight on the channel. So that content is coming thick and fast for you. Uh, now, Gabriel Jesus received two bits of news yesterday. One conflicting story regarding the Real Madrid link, supposedly not as keen as maybe some have suggested. I did sit here yesterday and said I felt that the Real Madrid story was a designed route to try and pressure Arsenal into paying a bit more for the player. Uh, his price supposedly is going to be the 45 to 50 million euro figure. So you're looking there at about 38 to 43-ish million pounds to get Gabriel Jesus. And I personally still would pay that amount of money. I think that it's worth doing for a player of his calibre and quality coming into the team. Um, to improve us for next season. But the other link, of course, was that Tottenham Hotspur have supposedly also entered the race. It was only a matter of time until Tottenham were linked with Jesus. Of course, they've been linked with a number of Arsenal targets in the past and with Champions League football, the contacts made between Spurs and City to try and test the waters have supposedly happened. I would still be confident that Arsenal would have the edge in this one, having laid the groundwork for so long. You know, things always change in football, and that's why I'm not really willing to go over an 8 out of 10 in terms of likelihood. But uh, yeah, the Real Madrid and Spurs links, I still think are probably there to try and pressure Arsenal to get a deal done more quickly. But it is Tuesday, which means it is the day that Gabriel Jesus said that he would be looking to discuss and determine his future. So we can hopefully expect to see a step up in the number of stories and links and, you know, the, the, the heaviness of these links with Jesus and Arsenal in the future. Now, uh, Eve Basuma of Brighton. It's been a matter of time. It had to come up eventually in one of our shows. But over the last 48 hours, the Brighton midfielder has been putting some interesting things on his Instagram page, uh, mentioning Arsenal, quoting or resharing, I think it is on Instagram in the stories, other people's videos talking about him uh, at Arsenal as a part, possible Partey replacement. It seems very come-get-me-plea type of thing. In fact, I'm sure you've probably seen some headlines with come-get-me-please in them and Basuma. As far as I'm aware, that Arsenal aren't looking at him um, with any kind of real strong interest. You know, they are very heavily on the Tielemans situation. Zinchenko is certainly there as well. But there's been nothing to suggest to me that Arsenal are 
pushing or interested or trying to do a deal for Basuma. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and try and get your hopes up about the idea that Basuma might move to Arsenal because I am aware of nothing that would suggest to me that that he would be arriving at the Emirates this summer. I think that, you know, Arsenal would be doing themselves a benefit if, of course, these alleged uh, alleg- these allegations are indeed not true and they are proven to be not true. If they are, um, then obviously things change massively. But maybe that's the situation that's kind of slowed this down. There's still, as far as, far as I'm aware, no outcome on that. Uh, Jose, yes, Villa were interested in him, but of course they went out and signed Bibikar Kamara, who will partner Douglas Luiz. So I don't imagine that Basuma is, is a player that they're going to be looking at anymore. Um, but with so long, so little time left on his deal, uh, I imagine what clubs will do is may wait until his deal runs out at Brighton because Brighton know how to drive a hard bargain. They know how to get big money for their players. They got £50 million for Ben White. They wanted £40 million for Dunk when Leicester wanted him. And they're wanting upwards of £40 million for Kukurea. So what clubs might be doing is perhaps waiting another year until Basuma's contract runs out and then go and get him on a free. That might be what ends up happening. That said, you can see Tottenham Hotspur may be coming in with a bid for him later on down in the summer. That's the type of move I see Spurs doing these days. It's something that has happened quite a lot. Or Chelsea, someone like that, just popping out of nowhere and taking Basuma. But Arsenal, as far as I'm aware, there's not really anything credible Um about Arsenal going for Pesuma at the moment. Our headline and final story of the day is reports coming out yesterday, which does uh, lead into our poll that is in the chat box, um, that Manchester City have supposedly stepped up their interest in Pakaya Saka, testing the water to see whether or not this would be a deal that they could do. He has two years left on his contract. Arsenal are supposedly confident of tying him down to a new deal. Uh, there are discussions ongoing, but... In, he does have the same agent as Nketiah and Balogun, and we know that they that, that agent has got those players some exceptional contracts. I mean, Balogun has, is on a, a approximate £40,000 per week deal, and Ketia, as we know, is looking to sign an approximate £100,000 per week deal. So you can imagine that the agent is going to be pressing for a reflective deal that is upwards of, I'd go close to your 200s. I really think this could be a 150 to 200 kind of per week contract. Uh, that Saka gets requested to put on to be reflective of what he is, which is the most important player in Arsenal's squad. He was our top scorer last season, player of the season for most people. Um, He will be pushing to be on the same kind of wage as the likes of Thomas Partey and certainly what Alexandre Lacazette was on last season. So I am interested um, in seeing what this does. I don't know how real this story is. um, That's for sure. Uh, I don't know how real the idea that City would go for uh, Saka is this summer. I would put my money on him staying, um, but I don't know about the contract situation. But Arsenal was said to be confident. That's the understanding of getting him to sign that new contract. Let's wait and see. It's one of their primary uh, kind of things to do this summer, like beyond signing versatile fullbacks and, you know, strikers and centimetres. One of their priorities this summer is to renew Saka's contract. So it's hoped that that'll be one of the big things that gets done this summer but we'll have to wait and see what does happen. Um, That completes all of today's stories. Um, So if you would like to throw in your questions to the chat box, now is your time to do it. We'll be taking them just after this short break. Okay. 
Let's jump into the chat box. Let's see what you guys are having a discussion and chat about. A lot of you speculating on what you think Saka might be earning at the club next season. Ollie says it's going to go for about £120,000 per week. And MC simply can't get over that Nketiah could end up earning about hundred grand a week. To be honest, if you said to me at the start of the end of last season that Nketiah would be renewed for that kind of figure, I would have said you're mad. But it looks to be the reality I've come to terms with it, to be honest. I've tried to make my peace with it and uh, and really try and legitimise why Arsenal are doing it. I have my doubts. It will be a risk, but uh, maybe it'll be one that pays off. Let's wait and see what happens. Let's jump to some of your questions there in the chat box. Uh, Alberto says, do you think Arsenal get their transfer business done early? I really hope so, but it's really difficult for me to sit here and say I think that they will because we failed to do so so many times in the past. And we were having our conversation yesterday with James and Guy. James is very quick to point out the fact that, you know, Arsenal have really struggled to to get their business done early. If you think back, the last time we really got our business done early was Giroud, Podolski, Kazola. You remember that summer? What was that, Twenty. 2012, I think that was. Um, we got that summer done quite quick. <laughs> the following summer, it took until deadline day to get Meza Ozil through the door. And then we'd only brought in... Who else did we bring in that summer? I, I can't think of who else we brought in that summer, to be honest. But I don't think it was... Uh, I don't think it was anyone big on top of that. Uh, the other summer, I remember we got Bellerin in... Sorry, we got uh, Willian in in 2020 really early on. But the rest of the business, you know, we had to wait for. So it's very difficult to guarantee us or to say, oh, yeah, I'm confident we'll get our business done early. But when Edu comes out publicly, well ahead of the transfer window opening and says Arsenal have a plan, there is an expectation that's going to grow. I'd like to see our primary business done by mid-July. You know, I'd like to see Jesus and Tielemans in. If Zinchenko, if Hickey is there, I'd like to see them done. But, you know, if we can get a Tielemans and Jesus in before the first few games of pre-season, then great. You know, I think that's a good starting point. But we need to make sure that all of our, or the majority of our business, at least is done by the Emirates Cup game on the 30th of July. Uh, Joshua says, hi, Tom. What is your favourite season's Arsenal kit? Good question. It could arguably be this black away kit for this season. Everyone knows that it's my colour. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's all I wear pretty much. So the black away kit for this season is up there. In terms of all time, I do like the lightning bolt kit, the classic one, and of course the remake that we saw last season too. Uh, home kits, I oh, home kits is it's just the invincible season. The o three o four home kit will always go down for me as kind of the classic archetypal Arsenal kit. But yeah, you know this away kit for this season is is up there. I I, I love it. <laughs> I can't get over how good it is. Uh, but I am very, very biased. Uh, let's go to uh, Abdullah, who says, does signing highly versatile players mean we could get away with signing less? Yes, it does. If you sign Zinchenko, you could then move away from the idea of signing Aaron Hickey because it gives you that versatility. He gives you an option in midfield as well. Um, that said, you know, there is argument that maybe we need to strengthen someone who can play on right and left back. Hickey can do that for you. But I think someone like Zinchenko does. Jesus and Skamaka would give you two strikers and with the wide forward option and Nketiah being renewed obviously then gives you three forwards. So there is arguments that, yes, signing versatile players does give you that opportunity. Tielemans is a versatile central midfielder, right, left, attacking, can play slightly deeper, but not an out-and-out number six. So there is, you know, 
there's versatility in the players that we're being linked to. That's for sure. Uh, John Daly says football wages are crazy. 100k isn't a lot for Eddie. If he keeps on scoring like he was, do you think we will have a signing by the end of the week? If so, no, I don't think we'll have a signing by the end of the week, John. I think you can expect a signing by the end of the month, hopefully. But uh, holidays. The thing is, I was having a chat the other day um, with you know with someone who knows pretty well kind of the insides um, of what's there, and there's a lot of people on holiday, you know, at Arsenal right now. So that that slows things down. You know, this is a period of holiday, and people will go, "How on earth can they have holidays? They're not allowed holidays, but they are. They are allowed holidays. So you know, things will will." kick up very soon whilst people take holidays especially the Arteta I mean they do you know who have been on holiday recently they will still have been discussing working talking calling agents calling clubs stuffs will still be going on behind the scenes but perhaps that why we've not seen Enketia's renewal just yet and when people return from their break that's when things will start getting announced so I imagine that it will be end of the month that you'll start seeing movement on say Eddie Enketia's contract and hopefully that the Marquinhos deal as well. Who I mean, the understanding was that he'd already been and completed his medical and he's now gone back to say goodbye to his friends and family in Sao Paulo. So he should be announced fairly soon. But he can't actually be registered until the 1st of July anyway. Arsenal can re- register and announce players like Jesus and Tillemans on the, from the 10th of June. But we can't register any players until the 1st of July. And they might wait until those moments to do those types of deals for certain players, Skamaka maybe or... You know, uh, who else? Hickey, I suppose. But uh, yeah, from the 10th of July, 10th of June, sorry, that's when you can start seeing the proper announcements. I know some clubs like Villa have already announced certain players. That's fine. But some clubs do it differently. Um, Some clubs wait. But we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I wouldn't say next week. I don't think there's any chance at all. Uh, James Rowe says, while Edu seems to be able to get incomings over the line because he seems poor at selling, should we bring in someone to specialise in selling or do we just need to completely upgrade on Edu? It's going to be an interesting summer, James. I think his reputation on selling lies on this summer a lot, seeing what we do with players like Bellerin, Maitland-Niles, Leno, of course, Nicolas Pepe is a big one. Richard Garlick coming in um, is involved in contracts, of course, but there is part of his job as head of football operations regarding the sales department. So there is some help that's come in. But yeah, look, Edu's, Edu's head is on the line this summer. Edu is very, very much facing the music this summer. So let's see what happens. Before we go to any other questions, have a quick check on our poll in the chat box. Uh, over 500 of you have voted. Uh, 72% of you feel no, he won't leave. Bakaya Saka, there's no chance of him leaving. Uh, 27%, which is actually, considering the question, I think quite a sizable portion of you guys, 28% of you now saying, yes, he would leave Arsenal. So there you go. Some interesting figures. Over 500 of you have voted, but there's only 140 likes on the video. Please, 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 if you could drop a like on the video, it really does help out the channel. Thank you for continually tuning in and uh, making this part of your morning routine. It means a lot. Let's go to Amira, who says, Hi, Tom. Random, but if uh, GM6 is known as Big Gabby, how would we address the other Gabbies? Will GM11, Martinelli, officially be known as Little Gabby? Um, he, I don't know. I think Martinelli's known as... Uh, which one's Gabby? I'm sure that he was asked. I'm sure Arteta was asked about this. One of them is Gabby. I'm pretty sure that might be Gabriel at the back. Uh, Martinelli is just Martinelli, uh, or Marts, as I often call him when I'm screaming at the television. Um, uh, Jesus would just be Jesus, I suppose. Um, 
Big J. <laughs> uh, Wayne says, why are we so cool with Basuma going to Spurs? He's a very good player. I don't, who's cool with it? You know, I think Arsenal are going to be able to get a very good player in Yuri Tillemans. I'd rather Yuri Tillemans than Basuma. I'm going to put that out there. I know that might upset a few people, but I'd rather see us go for Tillemans than Basuma. Uh, no Sleep says, can't see us doing it early. We always seem to be banter, uh, bartering. Uh, not that it's a bad thing, but always seem to take longer than other clubs. Uh, yeah, sometimes we do because uh, we're trying to get big deals done that sometimes take longer. You know, Aston Villa are paying Diego Carlos 200 grand a week and Kamara 175 grand a week. No one really was coming in to compete with them on those kind of wages. Uh, they got them done quick because they were willing to offer them that kind of deal. You know, the, the Jesus deal is a tricky one to do. The Tielemans one, hopefully not so. That hopefully, I think Tielemans would be the first one that you might see done. But things change very quick. Uh, Axel says, personally, I really feel Saka loves Arsenal as much as us, but we need to show him the ambition he deserves Buying players like Jesus, Zinchenko and Tillemans is what he wants to see. I agree with you. Uh, Amir says, Tom, I, I know you like Jesus. What is the max uh, that you would pay? 50 million is way too much, in my opinion, with one year left on his contract. It's a lot of money. I'm not going to pretend like 50 million quid for a player with one year left on his deal is not a lot of money. It definitely is. I always kind of use the say the phrase, it's not my money, and it isn't. Um, and, you know, it, it, players only get scrutinised about their price when the performances don't match up to what they've cost. And with Jesus, you know, I think you can put in £50 million performances. So I'm not too worried about that. When someone like Ben White is bought for £50 million, which is an investment with the idea that he would be able to eventually put in performances at that kind of value, that makes things trickier at the start of a player's career. Pepe, the same, but Pepe has never been able to come anywhere close to being worth that 72 million. So if he comes in 50 million quid, you know, and, and performs amazingly, we won't even talk about the price. It will just be looked at as something, you know, that w <laughs> it costs that much to get him and he's great and we love him for it. We can discuss prices when ultimately these deals happen and we get information on that. And of course, uh, they perform either underly Underly, not a word. If they underperform or overperform what we paid for them. Uh, Matthew says, uh, Tom, what will be the outcome for Pepe? Uh, I think he'll be sold. Uh, I think he will move on. I think he's desperate to move. In fact, I effectively know at this point he's desperate to move on. He's changed his agent. Um, he's basically tasked his agent at this stage with trying to get him a move elsewhere. The, the links to PSG aren't real. Severe has been the only real interest that we've seen publicly so far, but. I'm sure there'll be inquiries being made uh, and constant communication. There's over a thousand of you tuning in this morning. Thank you so much uh, for continuing to support the channel. Do drop a like if you haven't done so already. Uh, let's go to uh, Mehdi, who says, I really think Maitland-Niles can do a job for us. Versatile, good technically, works hard for the team and did very well every time he was called on before leaving to Roma. Uh, we should renew uh, his contract. I personally would sell him. Uh, I just don't think his mindset's in the right place for Arsenal. Uh, yes, I think he's a decent player. Yes, I think he can offer us something in terms of depth. But Arsenal should have better than him for depth. Uh, it might seem harsh, but I think Arsenal should be targeting more uh, for him than we currently see. Uh, Axel says, I 100% agree that 50 million is a lot and understand the frustration of the value for Jesus. On the other hand, which other striker option on the same level is available for around the same price? And the answer is nobody. I mean, I think there are players that you could get on the same kind of level for a similar price. I mean, Skamaka, whilst isn't as accomplished as Jesus, as a number nine, 
he's got that potential to be as good, but you're going to get him for significantly less. Uh, Jonathan David, uh, of course, I think is available for 45, 55 million euros. Tammy Abraham, you might have to go 20 millions higher, but is probably a better number nine than Jesus. So there are other players out there that I think are around that price that could give you something similar. But to get a Manchester City starter, and he is, people talk about the idea that he's surplus to requirements at City, but he's been a starter plenty of games and in rotation through, you know, pet roulette, as we like to call it in fantasy football. Um, He's played so many games for Pep across many positions. So there's no idea for me that uh, there's, there's no feeling in me that I, that it wouldn't be worth going for Jesus at that kind of price. Uh, Mysterious Billionaire says, I don't think Arsenal would risk Basuma uh, with this situation that he's got going on. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it has definitely affected Arsenal's uh, viewing of, of the profile. Christopher says, Thomas, there's been barely any money in the rest of Europe. Are we actually going to be able to sell all the players Arteta wants to? Arguably, no. You know, we're going to have to compromise in some areas. And this is the thing that Edu will find frustrating about the criticism that he gets, is that selling players that not many teams want or not many players that you're able to get big money for is always going to be a big challenge. Um, players like Bellerin, Leno, you're going to be lucky to get £10 million for these kind of players. Mate, Niles, Reese Nelson, you're going to be lucky to get £10 million quid for these players. So... That when he doesn't get that money, there's always going to be that criticism. But the only clubs that are going to be really going for them at a level that they're going to want to play at is in Europe. You know, there aren't many Premier League teams that are going to be wanting Leno, that are going to be wanting Bellerin, that are going to be wanting Maitland-Niles. You know, Maitland-Niles went to West Brom, a team that got relegated and didn't particularly light up the world there. So it's difficult to see teams that have money, which is primary in the Premier League or at the top of those elite leagues, and they're not going to go for them paying the money it takes to get them. There's interest from Italy and Spain for Bellerin, but Italy and Spain, the clubs below you, you know, the elite teams that we talk about, even the elite teams to some extent, like Milan's, aren't flush with cash. So it's very hard to sell these players. Um, It's always important to add that context. But at the same time, I do want to see Edu improve our sales reputation. I don't want to see us taken for a ride. I don't want to see us cancelling Bellerin's contract. You know, we need to try and get some capital for these players. And that's the challenge that Edu faces this summer. Uh, let's go to Ayakeme, who says, Tom, can't Arteta use some of the outgoing players as bargaining chips to get certain players? Yes, but only if those teams want them. And that's the hard thing. You know, you think of Udinese, for instance, supposedly want Pablo Marie. We've had interest in Nahuel Molina, the Argentinian uh, right midfielder slash right wing back. Um, so you could argue there's a case to use him there. That Leno has had interest from Benfica if you wanted to go for Darwin Nunez or... Uh, I think there's a central midfielder that we've been linked to as well. Grimaldo, I think, has been linked previously too. You know, these types of players, maybe you could use Leno in, in those types of deals. But it's difficult because if a team doesn't want someone or if their interest isn't there in a player, it's very difficult to sell them. <laughs> very, very difficult indeed. Let's scroll up because I think I missed some questions early on. Uh, Mohammed says, how many players may join before the preseason? Two? Hmm. I think two is a fair number, to be honest. Uh, Golu says, Tom, uh, what are your views on the World Cup this year and how does it affect the season? Um, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that it's in the middle of the club season. It's going to be awful for my job, which I know seems selfish, but I'm not looking forward to getting through a season and it's stopping. I hate international breaks at the best of times. So a big one is the worst idea possible. I like the World Cup, don't get me wrong, but I just don't want it interrupting a Premier League season. We finish games on the 10th of November and then we restart on Boxing Day. So 
you know, there's there's scope to see some football, hopefully for not too long. But uh, yeah, I'm not that thrilled by it. I'll be very, very honest. I'm not thrilled that it's there. And, you know, there's been a lot of controversies as well that need to be highlighted with that World Cup. Let's do a quick final check on the poll. Uh, 650 of you have voted. 73% think Saka would not leave Arsenal. 28% is going up. Think, though, that he would really, really interesting stuff. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, once again, back-to-back shows, over a 1,000 of you tuning in the mornings. Thank you. It means so much. Please do drop a like before you go. Subscribe to the channel. We do these shows every morning at 8 a.m., 6 p.m. UK time tonight. We've been bringing you our Skamaka tactical breakdown. So set your alarms for that. Turn your notifications on on the channel to let you know when you can tune in to watch the full breakdown of Sassuolo's Italian striker that is indeed linked to the club. Um, I'm looking forward to bringing you that. I'll also be live in just over an hour's time at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal Way. Link to the Arsenal Way is always in the description. We're very nearly at 13,000 subs over there. So if you aren't subscribed to the Arsenal Way already, we do produce great content, some great characters, some great presenters over there and really good insight too. Uh, and you can check out Arteta's press conferences as well whenever they drop, as, as well as our rivals. I'll see you soon. Drop a like, have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.